the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. I have a special guest today. He is Dr. Bayard Dubois. Baird, welcome to Heart of the City. Thank you so very much. Well, you and I had an opportunity to meet a while back, and I had an opportunity to hear the choir you direct called Breath of Air a couple of years ago and absolutely fell in love with it. Well, thank you so much. It yeah. was a privilege to get to do what we do. Yeah, well, I was uh, at a, in a, a benefit concert for uh, the Widows Project up in Everett, and uh, you've been there a couple years now, and I think uh, we'll be continuing to do that. And so, But we want to talk about a special event that's coming up on October 1st, and that's why you're here Correct. to talk about that event, because Breath of Air is going to be the, how, what would you say, the supporting choir for... Uh, Keith and Kristen Getty. I would say that the core of, of a much larger choir that will be supporting them in their program on October 1st. Yeah. Well, so there are some people who may not know who uh, Keith and Kristen Getty are. So talk to me about who they are and uh, and then how Breath of Air is going to be a part of that whole event. Well, Keith and Kristen Getty came to the United States from, I believe, Ireland several years ago and uh, have become gone on a journey of becoming modern hymn writers. Their concern for the church is that the um, music of the church has kind of been watered down over the years, and they have an extreme zeal in making music that really speaks to the theology and the core um, of the Christian faith. Well, and that's important, isn't it? I mean, um, I had an opportunity, I mentioned to you before we started recording, that it was back uh, in the in the mid-2000s that uh, every year uh, our station hosts a pastor's appreciation event. And one of our favorite guests who have been here uh, three years and is going to be, or three different times and is going to be back again next year is uh, Alistair Begg, uh, who has a program on our station and uh, it was mid-2000 when he was going to come the first time. Uh, he said to us when we in- made the invitation, I will uh, come, but uh, I'm going to require that you bring, that you pay for this couple to come with me who's going to sing. And it with, was Keith and Kristen Getty that, that Alistair was kind of introducing, at least to the Northwest, to pastors and ministry leaders, and wanted he wanted people to know the the importance of their ministry, and it's kind of a, a validation of what they were doing. And they've proven over the years that it's just gotten more and more rich. It absolutely that, that's very true. In fact, 
uh, we were just uh, talking about. It was 10 years ago that you did an event with them here at uh, Lake Sam uh, Church in Bellevue uh, with uh, Haven Ministries. Correct. Um, the Breath of Air Choir by itself had an opportunity to sing with them, and it was an outstanding experience. They proved to be wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. Well, the event is October 1st. At, it's at uh, McCall Hall, and uh, the concert starts at 730 and tickets are available. What are ticket prices for that? The, they start at $30 and go up from there. McCall Hall is a fairly pricey venue, <laughs> uh-huh. and, but it, we wanted to make them affordable for everybody uh, as much as p- humanly possible. Exactly. And so you can get more information and, and find out about tickets and how to get tickets. Simply go to the wordseattle.com. And uh, click on the banner that says Sing Seattle, and uh, Breath of Air presents Sing Seattle on October 1st. Click on the banner right there. It'll, it'll give you the more information about the event and, and the, the ticket costs, and you can reserve tickets right there. Well, talk to me about, a little bit about Breath of Air and the, the choir itself. I'd be happy to. Breath of Air started, uh, actually, this a better way to say it, that we are starting our 20th year of existence, and it was born out of um, a whole series of events. A lot of people were having choir closed out at their churches. Um, I had personally done a, a bunch of venues where we did combined choir events, Christmas and uh, so forth, uh, for the community. So I was used to bringing people in from different uh, churches, different denominations, and building a team. And uh, so the people that were in my life at the time said, you know, um, you, you may have your gifting outside of the specific church or congregation because you really do have more of a community appeal in your approach. So uh, one of my singers said, well, I'm in PR. I'll get the venue. You get on the phone and you get the choir. And so we started on uh, March Tenth, uh, I think it was, uh, in um, 1999, we had a trial run rehearsal. I borrowed music. Uh, we had 35 people show up for that. The second rehearsal, we had 55, and it's just gone on from there. So it was really born out of a desire to have choir music be relevant in the Northwest, and uh, our primary function and concert settings or benefit concerts for other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So we've done Habitat for Humanity, we've done mission projects, we've done uh, concert with uh, two concerts with CODA, which is the Children's Organ Transplant uh, Association, and just m- miraculous type events, uh, divine appointments, really, yeah. uh, over the years. So these are, if you will, um, both... Uh, sacred and secular in some ways, or how would you describe when you're doing a, uh, a, a general market event like that? Well, our, our skill set of the choir is such that we can be flexible uh, to do both secular and sacred events. Public high schools, of course, with all the um, concerns of wanting to be appropriate there, uh, a lot of patriotic things, uh, some Broadway stuff, some classical stuff, uh, and then obviously when we're in a sacred 
uh, being uh, very, very much Christ-centered yeah. in our thrust. Well, and and the exposure that I've had, of course, uh, over the years is seeing you at uh, at Lake Sam uh, ten years ago with the Gettys, and then uh, the last few years for a Christmas event. And I love the Christmas concerts because uh, if you go to um, uh, a lot of community uh, um, quote holiday concerts. Sometimes you don't hear a word about Christmas in 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 the sense of of Jesus being born. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you hear about presents and joy and family and peace and all these sort of things, but the the name Jesus doesn't show up very often. And, and the thing I appreciated about Breath of Air, at least at that Christmas concert, was that it was about Christmas. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> and then we feel very strongly about that. Yeah, uh, which is why that is our thrust. Uh, uh, probably 90 plus percent. That's is, it's our focus of our music. Well, this event coming up on October 1st again at 7:30 p.m. at McCall Hall uh, with uh, uh, the Gettys. Um, t- talk to me about because being the 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 choir, the backup choir for that, the the focus choir. What are the types of music that you're doing for that? Their music uh, is. Contemporary and feel, uh, they are bringing with them a band of 23, 26, I've seen a couple of different numbers, of a Celtic bluegrass band. So the violins and the mandolins and the recorders and the harp and the whole, the whole genre of a high energy uh, Celtic uh, bluegrass feel is their music and it is high energy. We've been working with the music in preparation since um, late June now, and uh, the enthusiasm that that music brings out of a singer is just actually really spectacular. Mm-hmm. So that's the feel of, of the evening. And, of course, their thrust is getting audience-slash-congregations to sing. So this is a participation event where the screens will be up, the words will be on, the choir will be leading the congregation and the audience um, in this very music that they're bringing to the evening. And uh, as many times as I've listened to it in recording, I, I, every time I'm just enthused out of my mind at the potential of what this evening is going to bring. Well, I don't want us to sound like a couple of old guys talking about <laughs> what once was, but let's, let's kind of <laughs> dig down a little bit. Um, I had mentioned to you uh, before we came on the air that, uh, you know, I used to sing a lot, both in school and in church, and have been a part of large choirs uh, many years ago. And um, the the idea of a choir has, has diminished so much, especially in the church. It's still happening in schools because that's part of their curriculum. Mm-hmm. But uh, the idea of a large group of people on the platform, uh, you know, singing uh, has, has gone down in the church uh, so much that I don't know that many churches in the Northwest that have a choir at all. It's it, to my view that it has become a problem. Um, that, uh, you know, and I've not heard spoken why it's a problem. I've heard spoken of why it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but not so much the other. And to my view, the choir, first of all, includes a lot of people out of the body in ministry. They become participants in the journey of the church, not just observers. 
um, number one. Number two is the choir, and this is my own personal statement. Uh, uh, my father was um, involved at the high school, and somebody invited him to come and sing in the church choir, which led him to a relationship with the Lord and then a call into full-time ministry, pastoring and professoring and authoring. And that all came about because somebody says, hey, come on down to the church and sing in the choir, mm -hmm. which he enjoyed doing. So I'm impassioned by it at a personal level that it's a great tool to bring people into the body because it involves numbers of people that can just join. They don't have to have um, specifically special skills to be able to participate in the choir because that's really for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my view. <laughs> well, I was in some devotional reading that I uh, was doing uh, of a couple of weeks ago. I read in the scripture where the psalmist was talking about that uh, that they were singing songs of deliverance from the days of my youth. And that scripture really hit me because I thought, you know, um, and I tease us about being a couple of old guys, but yet there's this conflict, if you will, in the in the church with modern contemporary music and and uh, with an aging population in, in some churches. And and so it's uh, there's this tension that occurs where the, uh, people think, well, it, you just don't like this style of music. As I was thinking about this scripture, I, I, I got to thinking, you know, it's, it's more than just a concern about style of music, whether the beat's too loud or you can't, you know, it's keyed too high. It's that um, for us who are a senior population, you're wanting to recall the words and the songs of deliverance from your youth. And I think there's a message there for, for contemporary churches that are doing contemporary services where um, while you're doing that for a younger set of people, yet there is value to uh, many in the congregation of singing songs of deliverance from their youth. And many of that, much of that is hymns, Gaither music, if you will, all of those styles of music from, from, from before that help people recall the songs of deliverance from their youth. Well, and that's, that's significant that the core of man is being touched in the worship service today, not just their rhythmic sense or their um, 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 exercise sense that they can jump up and down and participate in it, and no disrespect to that at all because it certainly has a validity. But the way we were created by God in our brain, the... Uh, documentation is there biochemically that when you are singing in congregation with others full voice all of the endorphins are released in your brain that have been given to us for uh, safety and a sense of belonging a sense of love and that is is actually what worship is is that I am part of something that is greater than I am that I cannot create by myself I have to create it and if the body is not on the voice, going for it all the way from their toes, that benefit that God has created in us is not released. Mm -hmm. So to stand and watch a worship team or stand and watch a soloist do their thing uh, actually uh, is robbing us of the full benefit that God intended us to experience. 
I had the uh, the pleasure and opportunity to be on staff at uh, Church on the Way in Van Nuys, Pastor Jack Hayford, who you know has written a lot of worship choruses from the 60s and 70s and 80s, and of course wrote the song Majesty, which was sung by a lot of people, a lot of choirs uh, and worship songs. The thing that always intrigued me about listening to Pastor Jack as he was leading worship was that he wanted to emphasize that the congregation was the choir and that there were times when he was teaching them a new song, a new chorus, that he would practice with them like you would in a choir practice. Exactly. I've been there. You've been there. <laughs> You've seen that. And so the there it wasn't a matter of... Um, the fact that you were an observer of the music and of the worship, but you were, as a congregation, a participant in worship. Absolutely. And you were practicing. So he'd, he'd just like a choir director, just like you are, let's practice this line. Mm-hmm. And so they'd sing this line, and he'd say, now let's do this again during the worship service. And so, you know, he'd, he'd put together the song with the congregation like you would as a choir director with a choir, and then... You'd, you'd, if you will, have the performance of it. In other words, let's sing the whole thing now like a choir director would. And it helped you understand that you were there as a congregation presenting this song to the Lord That's in exactly worship. exactly the word. Absolutely, exactly. You know, and so that emphasis is kind of lost today as far as that participation for the worshiper in a congregation. And that is what the Gettys are really... I'll use the word pressing towards, is trying to recapture a full experience of the entire body, not just those that are up front, but that there's a surround, there's a circle of worship, as it were, that everybody is involved. And that's really what's going to happen in McCall Hall, because that's the thrust of what they're doing with these programs. Yeah. And I have a feeling that they're going to key it in an appropriate key so I can sing it. Well, I've seen the music, and it is. It is. (laughs) Again, I'm sounding like an old man complaining, but, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, there are times, and like I say, I sang a lot, and sometimes the the song is keyed so high, it's like, I got to be a first tenor and still got to stretch out the the chords to, the vocal chords to get to some of those notes, you know. You're right. And uh, it, it just is disappointing to me at times because I love music and I love singing in church. And there are times it's just a struggle. Our uh, concerts have shifted over the last year from, presenta- uh, from performance to presentation. And uh, we have, have found that um, when I have the choir come out into the audience and we put the slides up and we are singing on the voice, I'll call it, full voice. Uh, Congregations are not used to singing full voice. Mm -hmm. So I tell them to look at your neighbor and say, okay, look out, here I come. And whatever form that takes. And at any rate, we have found that when the choir is in the body, in the rows, and we put the music up and the choir is leading, so to speak, on the voice, full voice, that the celebration begins. And every time we've done that, people said, please don't ever take that out of your events. Exactly. Because it felt so good to be part of the whole. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's be changing our whole presentation mode. Uh, yeah. It really is. Yeah. Well, if you can get people in, into that participation, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Well, let's uh, let's make sure that uh, we we, um, we hammer home on this. The, the event is October first, uh, so it's coming up quickly, and it's Seattle Sing and with uh, Keith and Kristen Getty, and uh, tickets are available. Uh, the concert is at uh, McCall Hall. Tickets are available. You can go online. Simply go to thewordseattle.com, click on the banner. You'll see the large banner there that says Sing Seattle, and um, you can acquire your tickets that way. I don't know, are there tickets available in any, like a box office? If somebody doesn't have computer access, can uh, they Ticket call? Ticketmaster, you can call Ticketmaster, and they have phone-assisted uh, agents there. Oh, that's good. That's good, because some of our listeners, uh, they let me know, I don't have a computer, uh, how can I get a, uh, about this? So you can go to Ticketmaster and get your tickets as well. Talk to me about a few of the songs that are going to be sung at this event. Well, um I think one of the ones that uh, I have been enjoying is All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name, mm. but you've never heard it quite like this. Um, it's up-tempo. It is alive. It's a celebration of the process. And then, of course, two of the songs that they're most fav- famous for, uh, In Christ Alone and The Power of the Cross, those will be on the, on the schedule. Um, and um, other songs, they, they are writing new ones, so I'm not sure that... Uh, titles would uh, be helpful, but there's songs about trust, there's songs about hope, there's songs about overcoming, um, there's songs of celebration, songs of, that have really deep theology in them uh, about the nature of God and the nature of man. Um, really an overwhelming program. I, I got goosebumps thinking yeah, about it, sitting here I right can see, I'm watching your face. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you're going up to this, the second level here as far as— Pretty rich. Yeah, it is rich stuff. Well, uh, the the demographic that you're going to reach, uh, you, you know, I'm sure a, a 50-year-old and above is going to enjoy it, but I'm just going to encourage our listeners today, if you're a younger person— Invite dad or mom, invite grandma or grandpa, and uh, you're going to have a rich experience as a young person, but but you're going to honor your mom or dad or grandma or, or your favorite aunt by taking them there because they're going to enjoy that concert, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it is on October 1st at McCall Hall at 7.30 p.m., and again, uh, tickets are available at uh, the Word Seattle.com. Well, we're speaking with uh, Baird Du Bois, and he's the conductor of Breath of Air. Um, the, the, the Christmas season is coming up for Breath of Air. So um, talk to me about some of the concerts you have coming up, and how can people learn more about your choir? Well, Breath of Air can be uh, monitored. <laughs> Um, at breathofair.org. That's our website, mm-hmm. and we try to keep things very up-to-date with that. Um, our Christmas season right now is looking like on December 7th, we will be in um, Tacoma. December 8th, we'll be with the Widows Project in Everett. Mm-hmm. And on December 28th, um, we will be at Maidenbower, I believe. Uh, we're 90% confirmed on that one with the uh, uh, City Hill Church. We've done about eight years with them. Um, tr- tremendous event at Maidenbower on the 28th. Um, and there's uh, another one in the works, but it's too early to, to speak on that. But mm-hmm. we'll pr- at least four four concerts, I think. Well, the thing that I uh, was impressed at as well 
is the the diverse group of people that you have in the choir and the locations that they come from. I mean, this isn't like, uh, you know, three people from Renton. It's like <laughs> there are people from all over the Northwest, aren't there? Correct. Uh, I have one singer that lives in Moses Lake. I have a singer that lives in um, uh, Centralia and Wenatchee. Uh, our piano player drives up from Portland to play with us. Um, and everything else, um, the homage to Renton. And then Renton. <laughs> I think uh, last year, um, your youngest choir member was what, sixteen? Uh, uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Yes. And your oldest? Uh, probably eighty-three. I think. I, wow. I usually don't confess that one, <laughs> at least in public. <laughs> and it's not me. Yeah, hey, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Well, uh, thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. We've been speaking with Dr. Baird Du Bois and uh, conductor of Breath of Air. And the Getty concert's coming up in a few short weeks. I'd love for you to join us there. I'm going to be there. I know I'm going to enjoy it. Tickets are available at thewordseattle.com. Thank you for joining me today on Heart of the City. Thank you so very much. Fred, pleasure. been listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word call Chuck Olmstead 206-269-6216 or go to thewordseattle.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.